1: Let's get hype! Welcome into the Husker 24-7 Hypecast. I'm Mike Schaefer, joined by Michael Brunts, Brian Christofferson, the other members of Husker 24-7, and our special guest this week. None other than Todd Peterson, who I believe has been the Hypecast guest for Northwestern most of the time that we've had Hypecast guests to discuss teams. I, Todd, have you have you ever been a guest for a game that hasn't been the Northwestern game?
2: Yeah, I think I was um,
1: – Maybe last year. Was you was our did first it.
2: Big Ten win. I think it was Indiana maybe last year. Because okay. I think it was from the Northwestern drubbing the 52-7 to game to our next Big Ten win. I think I was the hype cast guest for both of those.
1: Look at that. So Nebraska tends to win when Todd Peterson is a hype cast guest. That should be the stat that I should spend my time looking up and just put standings next to every hype cast guest. As to how Nebraska performs when they've been uh when they've been on the program. That seems like a valuable use of my time.
3: Just like <laughs> the old days, you had to get TP five touches a game and you win. Get them on the podcast and you win. Yeah.
1: Well we'll or get them uh, five
2: touches after the game's decided, either way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh we'll see. We'll see if Nebraska comes through here this weekend against Northwestern. I'm very curious what the score predictions. And everything will be at the end of this podcast. But as always, we start on the offensive side of the ball. And uh, in in honor of of Todd Peterson being here and knowing far more about wide receiver play than the three of us combined, we will start with Todd and we will talk about the wide receivers. What have you seen from Nebraska's wide receivers this year? And as a follow-up, what is sort of the challenge for guys like Malachi Coleman and Jalen Lloyd where everyone kind of knows like, Hey, they're out of bodies. Like you've got to be able to go play and you got to be able to help out right now as true freshmen.
2: Yeah. I think it's been um, a challenging year for sure. Just having so many bodies go down at that position. The, you know, the three you probably thought you started the year with, or at least two of them are no longer around. So it's one of those things where you need people to step up and i think that lends itself to some of those younger guys getting time i know was it jade and dos that broke his hand also and, and mm-hmm. lost some of that development time which can put you behind the eight ball but i think it'll be interesting to see if they can find creative ways to get them the ball because i think the biggest challenge for those young guys is even six games into their, their freshman year campaign there's just a lot of a lot of different things you don't have to think about in high school that come into it when you're you're playing in college let alone the, uh, a division like the Big 10. So I'm interested to see if they can find other ways to get him the ball and and can you find concerted ways to get Billy Kemp the ball? Can you find creative ways? I know they've tried to run some some reverses for um some of the younger guys and, and just Get them involved in the game that way. But you, you just need to find more players that can give you some sort of dynamic edge or give a team like Northwestern something else to think about or something else to prepare for.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Brian Christopherson, as you sort of size up Nebraska's running back room post-bye week, and the comments sort of made from Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield here this week heading into this Northwestern game, Obviously, we're going to see Anthony Grant. He's the last remaining of their their top three running backs. But how much Emmett Johnson, Josh Fleeks, are you expecting this weekend against Northwestern? I
3: don't know what to make of Fleeks. First off, I, I don't know if that's just a once or twice a game he touches it thing, or if we're going to see more than that. So it, it would just be speaking out of my backside, even act like I know. I don't think anybody does. Emmett Johnson is the name that intrigues me coming out of the bye. I know there was the, uh, you know, mis-exchange there between him and Heinrich on the fumble uh, that he felt terrible about. But prior to that, we've spoken on this. We The couple of runs he had, and I know it was just a couple of runs. I loved his burst and how he cut through the hole. And it was really the first time I got to see him sort of as a running back where it was like a natural play for a back. And it, it looked good. So I'm kind of curious to see if there's more of that. That said, Anthony Grant's going to have to just be a guy who hangs on the ball and and is good down the stretch there's because you, they're just out of like experience options he's got to be that player who uh in a game like this can touch it 15 times not give it away once and maybe run for 100 this is a rushing defense in northwestern that's giving up 176 a game 172 a game They're last in the big 10 so you got to really challenge them and see if nebraska can get over that 200 mark and if they do i think they'll be fine on, on this weekend
1: brunch coming out of the bye week you Nebraska had an opportunity to maybe sort of tailor its offense to Heinrich Harburg. He is the starting quarterback, Matt rule answered that. What, what do you sort of expect for Harburg with the coming out of having a week off, knowing that he's the starting quarterback? Like what, what are kind of your expectations for Saturday uh, with Nebraska's quarterback?
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I would hope that Nebraska took the bye week to kind of figure out, okay, self-scout and let's see what we do well on offense like what what can harbor legitimately run and kind of focus your energy there um you know I'm I'm kind of curious to see if the option game looks a little bit more crisp coming out of uh out of the bye week with a you know a week to kind of work on that um you know I I also I also wonder too I mean we I, I feel like I've said this a couple times but are, are we going to get some screen game? I mean, I, that, I know Northwestern generally will keep things in front of them. Um, they're, they're a steady, solid defense, but um, you know the, the the screen game feels like it could be an opportunity to take advantage of, of some of the guys that Nebraska has. So I, I guess I'm I'm expecting more efficiency maybe than what we've seen. Um, you know, it's going to be a new cast of characters at wide receiver, uh, running back. Who knows what that's going to look like, but The the bye week felt like it came at the right time because Harburg was starting to get a little bit banged up. He was, you know, it was a pretty physical game against Illinois. And, uh, you know, you've got Jeff Sims there if you need him. So I I think I'm hoping that Nebraska looks just a little bit more uh, well oiled or at least as well as they can given the circumstances on offense right now.
1: We'll stick with Brunts here and work our way back through. There's a little pushback from both. Uh, Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield when talking about Nebraska's offensive line and how they played in the first six games. What what did you make of of their comments, and and what have you made of Nebraska's offensive line so far through half the season?
4: Um, okay, not great. That that's that's the the continuing grade. I it felt a little bit to me like remember in spring whenever he was very effusive in praise of the offensive line and was talking about how this is a group that really kind of needed some public cheerleading and some backing. And it felt to me like that was kind of a continuation of that. I mean, I, I Matt Rule is very well aware of what's being discussed out there, what fans are saying, um, what the narratives are. And I, I think it was just an, another opportunity for him to kind of uh, back his guys a little bit. I mean, they've been fine. I mean, I, I think... You know, individually, guys have, have played okay. I think, you know, Nuri's been pretty good. I, I think Bryce Ben hart has been probably playing his best football since he's been in Nebraska. Um, you know, Ben Scott, I think, has been fairly consistent at center. Um, it's just a matter of, you know, can this group, as it's currently constructed, just lean on teams, Big Ten teams in the second half and, and in Matt Rule's words, choke out games. That That's what... Uh, we need to see a little bit more of i think
1: in the last six games if they want to get to a bowl game. Todd, what have you seen from Thomas Fedoni through the first six games of his career really? I mean, after the two injuries that he suffered in back-to-back seasons, these are he's played six games so far and he uh to me seems to be Nebraska's kind of leading receiver at this point.
2: Finally, we get to talk about tight ends. Let's go. <laughs> right? Um, no, I, I've been impressed with him. I think um, it takes a little bit of time to get your footing underneath of you. Um, he hasn't had that experience under the lights, but I think there's been a lot of expectations placed on the kid. And I think it's somewhere this offense needs to continue to lean. Like if if we're not going to be able to get plays out of wide receivers, we got to find ways to utilize him and Boricature and, and other options at that that position. So I think it's it's been promising so far. I think Hopefully, with a little bit of that success and catching a couple of touchdowns in those first six games, you can feel the weight of those expectations come off a little bit. And you know, like that they've been saying in the videos, let him play unleashed. Just go out there and play. And um, I think he's one of the guys that gives you an option to to be able to make some dynamic plays and get some mismatches in this offense.
1: BC, uh, two part question essentially: Who's an X factor for you on offense on Saturday? And who's an X factor for you on offense as Nebraska finishes up these final six games?
3: On Saturday, I would say Malachi Coleman, just because of the way um, Rule spoke about him and Satterfield talked about maybe finding some specific things that can fit his game, things that he can excel at. So you wonder if there might be a few things to get him some confidence where he can get him some easy touches. So that's why I would say Malachi Coleman – As far as X factors for the rest of the way, um, I'll throw Jalen Lloyd out there just because I think of of the young receivers, he's the guy who's most likely to finally hit on that big home run play at one time. And and maybe it's only one or two plays, but I think he's got that speed factor where he could make an explosive play that matters in these games that are going to be decided by... Um, three to seven points in a lot of weeks. So I, I, I think a guy like that, even if it's, it doesn't have to be 20 catches in the last six games, it could be four catches. But if it's one really big catch, that's going to matter. So I'll say Jalen Lloyd.
1: All right, let's jump over to the defensive side of the ball, and I'm going to give Brunts the same basic question I just gave BC. Who's your X factor on defense for this upcoming game against Northwestern? Who's the X factor for the final six games for Nebraska's defense?
4: Uh, I think for the rest of the season, I think it's Nash Hutmacher. I mean, he, he's been very good through six games. And Has he been the team MVP through six games? Yeah, I would say Hammer Gifford would be the two that I would point to. I, I think if he can kind of continue on the trajectory he's on, I think Nebraska's defense is going to have a really nice finish to the season. Um, you know, I, I think for this game, I mean, I'm, I'm – you didn't really miss him that much against Illinois, but getting Luke Reimer back is huge. I mean, just kind of having another, um, you know, consistent linebacker um, helps you in, in a game like this. I mean, I don't know what Northwestern's quarterback situation is going to be if their starter doesn't go. Uh, it, it's going to be a little rough for them. Um, so, but, you know, I think having Reimer back, I, I think that just kind of elevates an already good defense against an offense
1: that's – uh well, frankly, not very good. Todd, you uh, I'm sure you've had the, the all-22 pulled up of Nebraska's defense this year. Break down what you've seen from Tony White's three three five. 3 5 What's it look like to you on the television?
2: I, I wouldn't even speak to the X's and O's of it, but I think by far the most impressive thing is that they've been able to get contributions from so many players. I, I think in seasons past, We've leaned so heavily on first-line defenders to the point where, one, they'd be worn out by the time we got to this point in the season. You start to see it show in those games where you're asking them to play 60, 70 snaps. And then, two, it didn't give – some of the younger guys a chance to ever develop in meaningful situations. So I think just the fact that you can have Luke Grimer sit out for a couple of weeks and you don't feel a gaping hole in the middle of your defense or that a guy like Singleton can go down and it still feels like you're getting production. I think that's the thing that I've been most excited about. I think you've seen Nash and other defensive linemen step up into those positions and, you know having two kids now i definitely don't get to watch as much as i i did before to where i could really understand even what they're doing but I, i'm just excited when they're on the field and i i don't get nervous when I, I, there's someone else on the field uh, the the same way i have in years past
1: bc how uh, what do you make of kind of the the swapping of prince will umami ellen and chief Borders, Chief Borders? viewed more as the defensive lineman now yeah. Prince will viewed as a Jack linebacker. What can, can you kind of walk through what that might mean as, as we're watching this game on Saturday and for both of those players and their respective roles?
3: Yeah. I don't, I don't know how in depth I can get. I, I am not a good guy with the grease board stuff. I've never pretended to be, but I do think Prince will, from the moment he got here, um we've heard like oh they could put him at middle linebacker in the spring i think he like worked out a little bit and then he was at at the jack and then the d line and so he's just one of those players like i think more and more of these recruits we're going to see where it's like yeah he can do three or four things and uh, we'll move him around and we feel comfortable that um he can excel at that and if people notice against illinois He was pretty good when he, it was limited snaps, but near the, watch the series, um, you know, right at the end of the first half, he gets a half a sack. He had another pressure that was really good. So I think that role really fits him well. And chief borders popped up the most we've seen him in that Illinois game. He got his hand on a deflection that was big. And so it it seems like he's really taken to that role too. So if if you can get him and maybe an MJ Sherman comes along too, that's going to be exciting. Um, but yeah, Princewell is a guy. If you're talking freshmen who could make a big push in the last six games, that really gets you excited about 24. He'd probably be one of the first two, two or three freshmen you list
1: off. Brunt BC mentioned middle linebacker there. In Nebraska gets Luke Reimer back after having largely not had him for three games. I mean, he went out against Louisiana Tech, uh, and then sort of had a, a bit of a wild ride where he was unavailable for Michigan and and Illinois. What is a fair expectation for playing time for Luke Reimer on, on Saturday?
4: Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think it should be too different than maybe what he had been doing. I mean, I I think it's it's hard to kind of keep in, keep straight all the moving pieces of where guys have been. Cause like McKay bear was moving around and you have, you know, Bullock is essentially playing the same spot and able to rotate in. And Nick Henrich has been great. I mean, I, I don't think you need to have Reimer out there every, every series. And I th- I think that's a credit to Nebraska's defense and, and the depth that they have there. So you at least have the luxury of being able to kind of move him back in and, and, you know, not have to throw him in there for every play for four quarters, but I expect to see him out there. Um, you know, it was an infection in his arm. Um, so uh, I, I don't, uh, I'm, Todd can maybe speak to it a little bit better than I could about, you know, what the, if you can come back quickly from MRSA, um, and, and how that works, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't, uh, I don't think you should see too much of a
1: setback with him and how, how much he's out there. Well, I guess that's the next question. Todd, tell us everything you know about MRSA.
2: <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, Leiden Mirtha went through about with it <laughs> my senior year, I think. Um, yeah, I, you just hope you hope he's not too, um, limited just within his conditioning and hasn't been able to work out the past three weeks, but you know, he, he's an exciting player. And he, he, you know, you hope maybe the, those three weeks off, he's got a good chance to have his body right and, and be a, a force down the stretch.
1: Yeah, I, I did want to ask you um, besides just a MRSA question. What what have you noticed from Nebraska's special teams this year? I mean, it, you've watched a lot of Nebraska football and they had struggled previously. Um, you know, more so a few years ago than recently. But what what if any changes jump out to you about what you've seen special teams wise this year? Um it,
2: it seems like it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride. Some big plays, some um not so great. So you would love to see that kind of basement come up to the the first floor and just see a little bit more consistency with it, see the continuation of you know, the big return against Minnesota or the block punts, you know, those types of things can just flip a game and it's it's pretty obvious with the blueprint of this team that that third of the game is going to be a big part of things going forward. And at the very least, when you go up against teams in the big 10 West that also have that blueprint, you can't be losing that battle. You've got to at least push with it. So I think that's something they continue to strive for. I'd love to just see um, continued consistency from the specialists and, and um, other guys around ready and willing to make big plays.
1: Brian, Nebraska has defense forced turnovers, uh, or I guess forced takeaways. I don't don't know what you're supposed to say when it's defense. Defense, I suppose it's a takeaway against Illinois. They had their best game to date. Do you feel like that was a performance on Friday night in Champaign? It's something that they can build off of even with that bye week in between?
3: Yeah, possibly. I'd like to see two takeaways or so, um, you know, in a game like this, you know, sometimes there's a little bit of luck involved with that. But the my one of my favorite plays so far the first half was Phelan Sanford knocking that ball out right into Tommy Hill's hands because it was just such an aggressive defensive play. And they've been in position to have those sort of opportunities. It's just about cashing them in. So I mean, who are the most likely guys to make that happen? Um, maybe Javen Wright steps up and, you know, gets there on a pass rush. or or you. Know, I'd love to see a forced fumble on a QB hit, a sack, you know, something like that where um, a play like that, maybe a scoop and score, but even if you don't, you, you cause a fumble and you get on top of it. That's the play that's sort of been missing that I think if they could get a couple of them in these last six games at the right times
1: will be the difference between winning and losing. All right, let's uh, take a quick time out here. When we come back, we'll dive into oddly specific predictions, picks to click, and score predictions for Nebraska Northwestern this Saturday.
5: Selling a little or a lot? to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast. All lowercase. Go to Shopify.com/slash Odyssey Podcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Odyssey Podcast.
0: eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential?
1: Oddly specific prediction time. I'll go ahead and get mine started and then we will work our way around the panel. I have, as an oddly specific prediction, in the fourth quarter, Heinrich Harburg will put Nebraska in the lead on an 18-yard play-action touchdown pass to Thomas Fedoni that puts the Huskers up with a lead they will not relinquish. So a fourth quarter comeback for Heinrich Harburg, Michael Brunt. I'm
4: going to double down the, the real ones know how close we were on that Tristan Alvano pick last week. It was so close. So I, 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 you could, you could see the weight lifted off of Tristan Alvano after that Illinois game. The not, not only did he have a great game West side, absolutely took it to Carney, which he uh, made sure to note that he was aware of as well. Um, so I'm going to say Tristan Alvano is going to make three field goals again. He's going to go with a long of 43, going to be good from 32, and he's going to bang one through from 38. And I, I, I think he's going to get it done this week. We're going to see three field goals. He's going to be off and running, and you're going to forget the first month of his freshman year uh, as, as he gets uh, rolling, kicking field goals.
1: Brunt, do you have something against our listeners in Carney that you're making them relive that game?
4: Well, Tristan Alvano, that he was well aware, he'd only been off the field for about ten minutes when he was doing uh, doing his thing, uh, his interviews, and he already knew the score. So, and Carney's had a great run, right? Like you've got you got the starting quarterbacks from there, uh, Carney Catholic. I mean, it's 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 out there. Um, you got the arch—that's something you can be proud of. And firefighters Carney, museum. Yeah. yeah, you just didn't you didn't have it against Westside and Tristan Alvano was more than happy to celebrate that. But he he makes makes three-field goals on what will be a very picturesque
1: fall Saturday in Lincoln, Nebraska. All right. Uh Todd Peterson, what do, what do you got? What's your oddly specific prediction?
2: Oh, I'm going to go with 2, I think. I think we're going to get um some interesting new twists maybe after the bye week hopefully they've been in the lab working some things up and you know the mention of the that big northwestern win a couple years ago i'd love to see them get malachi coleman involved in some sort of option game shovel pass something of that nature so i think one touchdown is going to be malachi coleman on a, a rushing attempt or a faux pass that he's catching behind the line of scrimmage and he's going to go I'll say 39 yards for a touchdown. Ooh. And then I'm going to add a cherry on top of Schaefer's pick. It's not just going to be a play action, but it's going to be an old school option pass where you see oh. Heinrich Harburg step Ooh. down the line, drop back, throw it to, to one of the tight ends. We'll go with Fedoni just so we can both be right.
1: All right. I like it. I like it a lot. BC, that's a tough act to follow.
3: Yeah. I'm not, I'm not lying. When I say Todd actually just stole what I, I was oh, going to no! <laughs> <laughs> I was I was gonna have an old school option pass of forty one yards to uh, Malachi Coleman where Harburg steps back and the reason I I'll I'll uh, show my work here that I think this is they were doing some uh, they were in the lab with Osborne during the bye week on the Monday and I'm thinking okay he's got to they got to be talking about at some point you got to suck the defense in and then you go over the top let the wide receiver remember they used to just wait on the football back in the day the pass would be behind the guy but he'd catch it and walking backwards so I had that one but I'll say another touchdown comes on a Malcolm Hartzog pick six of 34 yards it's going to be a slant pass where it's behind the receiver um, and it just falls into Malcolm's lap and he just, you know, scoots down the sideline in front the Nebraska sideline scores. So the, those are two of the touchdowns. And I'm sorry for copying Todd. That wasn't very hospitable.
1: It's all right. That's you know that happens. Great minds, BC. And... Great
3: minds yeah. think alike. Well, <laughs> yours is mine, not so <laughs> much. But all right.
1: Well, we'll we'll make it fair for BC. Picks to click. He gets to start. No one can steal it from him.
3: All right. Uh, Prince Will, uh, Prince Will's, was, uh, I thought had some momentum in that last game and the reps he was out there. I think he's going to get a sack or something of that nature. He's just going to be active and one of those guys that people are kind of excited about after the game.
1: All right.
2: Todd? I'll go Luke Reimer. I want to see him out there. I want to see him running side to side, being a little wrecking ball out there and just, just wrecking shop. I think he's one of the most dynamic linebackers I've seen kind of being able to run laterally and, um, I'm glad to see him back out there. So I'll, I'll go with Reimer.
1: Luke Reimer's coming out party was against Northwestern in 2020 as well. So Michael Bruntz. Um, I'm going to go
4: with Jamari Butler. I think he's going to get two sacks. Um, maybe the strip sack fumble that BC was wishing for. Uh, maybe we see that from Jamari Butler, but he had a strong first six games of the season. I think he's going to be a big part of what Nebraska does in the second half. So Jamari Butler is
1: going to uh, get after that ass in the pass rushing game. Quinton Newsome is going to go from waiting forever to get his first interception to interceptions and back-to-back games. Quinton Newsome is my pick-to-click this weekend. All right, score predictions. I am fascinated. There's a big line on this game. It's almost two touchdowns, and yet, I don't know that I believe in that at all. I will just get my score out of the way and we'll throw it out to everybody else. I have Nebraska winning a relatively close, relatively uncomfortable, relatively butt-clenching 17-13 win over Northwestern on Saturday. That doesn't really make you feel good, but it goes in the right column as far as the standings matter. Going back around, Michael Brunts.
4: Uh, Nebraska 23 uh, with a heavy, heavy dose of Tristan Alvano and Northwestern 10. It's it's not going to be great. You're not going to have uh, a kicker carried off after one of the most ugly um, <laughs> game-winning kicks you'll ever see in your life. Uh, but, Nebra- but Nebraska's steady march to Vegas marches on with a 23-10 to 10 win over Northwestern
1: vegas huh all right
2: Todd uh, I'm not gonna depart'm I'm, I'm sorry brunts I think you're gonna just miss on your your oddly specific again I'm going 2013 uh Nebraska um I know coach rule won't be happy with this but it'll get us bc one step closer to his dream of writing a practice report in December so um I think it'll be a, a nail biter these northwestern games are never. Never, it never seems like they spread apart like they should, aside from obviously that one kind of oddball of a year.
1: Yeah, I I have to say, I too am dreaming to see what the Tuesday takeouts will be for BC in the month of December. They could be some of the best we've ever seen if Nebraska can get there. All right, Brian, take yeah. there's it. Home. Gonna be,
4: there's going to be so many exclamation points, it's just going to be excessive. Yeah.
1: It's just going to be a player's name with an exclamation point. That's what it's going to be, <laughs> Jaden Doss.
4: Phelan Sanford.
1: <laughs> You're telling me that wouldn't be a
3: good December 14th around our website to to write up something about how Riley Van Popples looked at, that Monday? Me, yeah, me I and know. all the people in Benkelman would be reading it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> Um, I'll, I'll go uh, wider spread than everybody. I'll say Nebraska 27 to 13. That doesn't mean I think it's going to be easy by any means, but may, I do think they might score a non-offensive touchdown, which would be why I would uh, give it a a little wider spread, whether that's the heart pick exactly as I called it or something special teams related out of nowhere. I think something strange is going to happen where they'll score that way. So I'll say um, Huskers 27, Northwestern 13. It'll be, be one of those games. Everyone's kind of like, yeah, it wasn't that pretty. But at this point, who who cares? they like, there isn't going to be pretty the rest of the way. It's just got to be finding a way to get it done.
1: That could be, you know, if we did subheads for the, the Husker 24-7 hype cast, it could just be at this point, who cares? Underneath, uh yeah. you know, Husker 24-7 hype cast Northwestern. I like that. I think that'd be good. Uh <laughs> Todd, do you have any final thoughts? Thanks again for joining us as our special guest here this week.
2: No, just looking forward to a a return to play in Chicagoland at some point. So, you know, they they stole that home game for me in Ireland. So hopefully next year I'll be able to watch them at Northwestern.
1: I'm a little disappointed that you didn't have a a song that you wanted BC to read in classic spoken lyric fashion. I thought that you might be coming through with that for us so
2: well, i think bc would be much happier with what my children are watching these days a lot less uh verbiage in the, the theme songs
3: <laughs> anybody give else little, give go. me a give me a little fresh print or something are the kids is it fresh print so the kids in stuff like that anything You're not, like not that? quite
2: that old they're real into bluey they're talking in okay you know, australian accents all
1: right we could try that BC believes that Fresh Prince of Bel-Air is a children's show.
3: <laughs> I was watching that when I was like six. <laughs> crying, there... my, crying my eyes out when uh, when his dad left and Uncle Phil had to like comfort him. You, come on. Anyway. what's oh. your, What do your kids watch after school? Law and
1: Order? Is that what they watch? <laughs> SVU. <laughs> oh, man. That's only if NYPD Blue isn't syndicated somewhere <laughs> at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> So, all right. Well, for uh, Todd Peterson joining us as our special guest. For Michael Brooks, for Brian Christopherson, I'm Mike Schaefer. We're Husker 24-7. Be sure to check out everything at Husker 24-7. We have plenty of coverage leading up to the game. There will be recruits in town. Should be visitors, uh, potentially official visitors as well. So, we'll have that coverage up on the website. We'll have plenty of team coverage as well heading into it. And, of course, plenty of game coverage coming out of it. So, be sure to check out everything we have going on at Husker247.com.